playing it? Are you testing it? No, we're on. We're on, but we haven't started just yet. We'll do the one, two, three car. And the intro song. I'm so nervous. <laughs> Shoes off? Yeah, man, I'm gonna sweat. Oh, <laughs> no. I'm kind of sweating too. I've only done probably like four face to faces. Yeah, face to faces are harder. But it's, it's way nicer though. Because sometimes on the phone, like, I can just be like. You can hear the disconnect sometimes. Sometimes you can, eh? Mm. It's bad. I need to work on that. No, it's not you. No, but sometimes towards the end I do, like, I can be, like, not as focused in on what we're talking about. No, I reckon, yeah, the ones I listen to, it sounds like the guy on the phone. He's getting over it. No, not getting over it, just like, I don't know, just disconnects a bit. Yeah, yeah, I know. And also, too, there's probably a certain, like, um, length of the potty. Everyone talks about it, whatever, and people's, like, attention span is. You don't really want to cater to that length, but you want to keep it in mind, I reckon. Phone and song? Yeah, my mum's just getting a... It's just finding out, um... Do you pretty, do the podcast? Pretty, no, no, she's, um... Never told anyone, she's got... She had, um, like... I think I told you she almost died, like, two months ago. Yeah, with the aneurysm? Yeah, and then they found tumour in her brain. And she's finding out, like... She's phoning me from the hospital. She just sent me a voice note if it's cancer or not. So I'd rather not listen to it now. Let's do this. And then I'll... Whoa, bro. It's gnarly, bro. It's been a fucked up time. Yeah. Well, that night, I'm just going to get my other beer ready. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How's the rest of the family doing? Uh, my sister won't move home. Because it's like... Because my mum will have to have a carer. It's gnarly. She phoned me yesterday and she's like cut her hair and shit. It's fucked up. It's horrible, bro. But it might not be cancer. So they need to operate to find out if it is? Yeah, but she's... She's had um, two hectic operations already, so invasive brain ones, so you can't go in for like three months or something. So they just have to like keep scanning to see if it grows, crawls and shit. going to give her chemo at some stage? Well, we don't know. If it's cancer, probably. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I don't want to keep talking about it. Fucking hell, man. But, but um, yeah, all the best with um, the fam, and I hope your sisters are good there. Like That's all right. That's a big one, man, having them at home, dude, if she does that. It's fucked. And we can't, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, okay. Um, let's go positive. Three, two, one. Okay, g'day and welcome to the Riptide Bodyboarding Podcast, the home of bodyboarding. Thank you for joining us on episode 34, I believe, of our verbal journaling, and I'm your host, Luke O'Connor. Well, today, today, ladies and gentlemen, I hope Elliot cuts that out because that's one of the biggest um, stutters ever. But today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm situated here in Carrenbar in Sutherland Shire, sitting next to a very dear old fond friend who we've been through a lot over the, um, over the years and he's now migrated out to Australia after uh, starting a very successful board company and making his mark on the uh, sport through free surfing and some of his uh, competitive feats over the years. And now he's raising a family here in the Shire and just frothing on Boogan and focusing in on it. I'm talking to Mark Michael Osler. Can we Mark? Yeah, man. Fuckers, it's a mix this between... Is this is a good start. Yeah, it's a mix between Mark McCarthy and Michael Osler. Wow. Yeah, that's how I'm going to just cruise on into this podcast. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. I've actually done that once before too. I put um, Dobson, Jack mm-hmm. Dobson. With James Dicko. Well, I did James Dobson. Nice. So I've done on two podcasts. 
It must be because I'm drinking and smoking during this podcast. <laughs> I think I think that's the real issue, Michael. No, it's good. I do that often. <laughs> you know when you say like like you put two words together? I can't think of one right now. Oh man, I do it all the time. I love me and Becca do it. I love it. Yeah. Actually, you know, when I was a lot younger I had speech therapy from like the age of three to maybe six or seven. And they would get me to jump on a trampoline <laughs> while does it. I would jump on a trampoline up and down with the the host or the physician or whoever you know, whoever my mum took me to. Peter. Yeah, Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, mean, I went to a, two Catholic schools, so we don't go, there we go. down that pathway. But I would be jumping up and down on a trampoline whilst squeezing these balls together and saying certain words and syllables to improve my speech because I st- 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 started so bad, Michael. You did? Bro, horrendously. Wow. Yeah, so it was a fucked up situation and that's why I'm... And now you're a podcast host. Yeah, well, I've come full circle. You're like circle. one of the best talkers I know. I've told you this before, bro. <laughs> Gift of the game. Yeah, thanks, The man. golden tongue. Yeah, look, it's got me in a situation. It's got me out of a couple too, so yeah. <laughs> yeah I'd say. <laughs> Um, so man, we're sitting here in your shop, man, and it's, mm. it's obviously in the, the infant stages getting built and you're yeah. doing the fit out yourself, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I, um, I think I'm more excited for the fit out than I am <laughs> this shop. I love building stuff. So it's been um, what, two days now that I've been in here. Yeah, it's pretty cool, bro. It's, um, I was just actually just before you came here, I was building and I was like kind of thinking about... Um, like if I told like 16 year old Michael that I'd be shop fitting a shop my, mm. for my own brand like just up the road from Shark Island and be friends with all you guys never have believed it it's pretty cool um, yeah like I don't think it's really hit me yet and like also to have like my shaper here with me as well is pretty like we grew up together he got me into bodyboarding so it's like it's pretty surreal bro the whole thing is I think it's a bit overwhelming I don't reckon I've um kind of like I don't reckon I've dealt with it yet I reckon I'm just going through the motions but I think one day when I sit down in here and it's all set up and yeah I think it'll hit me then it's 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 pretty cool it's pretty yeah, cool it yeah. is man because you're achieving life goals oh they are Any, anybody can rent a show yeah but, <laughs> but yes yeah so like I set out I set out to do this um like five years ago started the company eight years ago five years ago I made the call to come here a year after that made the call to bring the whole business here mm. and um yeah so it's it's it, and obviously COVID and everything it made it like so fucking hard but um I think it's just like everyone I reckon I would have given up a long time ago but um I had a lot of good support and people who believed in like what Mark was doing and it was yeah it was it was cool like I got to know a lot of people I know it's been like I always when I, when when I do posts I always say it's been a journey and it, it really has been like this crazy crazy journey it's like taking me to like a whole nother place bro like in business and life and friends and family it's um and now to be sitting like in the shop it's pretty with you as well like our history going back to Hawaii and and Poo's at Sakura it's just you <laughs> <laughs> um, almost bashed me in the airport it's oh. just getting out. Um, you saved me from getting bashed. It's <laughs> full circle. <laughs> no, it's just, it's cool, bro. It's very um, it's I don't know. I, I I feel it's a it's a strange feeling. It's like it shouldn't be happening, but it, it is. It's, it's almost surreal. It is surreal. It's, yeah, it's weird. 
and to have your family here too, you know, mm. like to relocate and Mark, obviously, Mark Rossi bringing everyone over here. Um, Rossu, I should say. Is it Rosso. Rosso. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, it's alright. I always call him Rossi and I never pronounce it. No, that. everyone calls him Rossi. That's yeah, right. yeah. Obviously, Master Shapers. 27 years he's been in the game? 27, yeah. He's, um, uh, yeah, he's, he's unbelievable, bro. Dude, 27 years in the game. That's big. You know I was actually thinking about this the other day. Um, I um I can gen like you know you get you you can be like oh man these are the best boards ever like like guys when you're sponsored by a company and then a little piece of you thinks like well they're getting free boards of course they're gonna say that yeah, right yeah, yeah. but like with Mark's boards you know that <laughs> and Mark this I hope you listening bro I've never to this date received a free board from him it's always gone through the business I've, and before that I paid for oh. every single board I just. From the day I rode one, I knew there was yeah. that was the one, and he was he was so dialed in with my riding and like if I go back and watch footage like from Hawaii and I can tell you not just because I remember because of all the shit I don't but just from the way I ride whether I'm on his board or not it's psycho he's a fucking he's a magician boo when I'm so glad he's an Australian you guys can see him work now it's it's um. It's, it's pretty special, bro. He's 27 years and he's truly like, I don't think anybody can master a craft, but as close as you can get to mastering, that's where he is. He's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbe he's a psycho. He's a freak. Speaking about his skills, man, what was so special about the first board that you got off him? Why was it just, you know, why were you captivated? Um, well, that, that, yeah, you can go way, I can go way back on that because he, came to my school and did a speech on bodyboarding when I was 10. Once oh, you had stars in the eyes. And that's how I got into it. Mm. And, um, and I never ever got a board from, well, never ever, I never got a board from him for like two or three years. I, I think my parents were like, oh, I just have like, got me some other ones cause they were probably a bit cheaper and they weren't sure if I was gonna be in on it, like fully into it. And then um, I actually rode a, a stock board of his that he had supplied for a shop. And I was like, oh, fuck, this thing feels good. Like, something, there's something about it. And then I was just used to work with Mark. And then I got sponsored by, like, other companies mm. when I got, like, 16 or whatever, 15. And um, I never really rode his boards when I was young, customs anyway. And then, but he was always dialed into my surfing. He always used to, when I, when I used to do, get customs from other board companies, from other shapers, and I used to phone Mark and Mark used to give me the specs to give to like I still to this day don't understand specs on a board. Mm, I just talk to him. He goes, "Where are you going? He, like water temp, wave? Is it like a slab? Is it this? Is it that? How long do you need it to last? Cool, bro. I'll, I'll make it for you." And he's done that for me since I was sixteen, even though he wasn't even making my boards. And then eventually, one of I got to the point where I convinced one of my sponsors. I was like, "Look, man, I." I want to ride his boards. If I can get him to stamp his boards with your logo, would you be cool with that? And then he was like, yes, that's fine, but you pay for your boards. So yeah. I was sponsored by this company who, to be fair, I won't say who they are, but they really did look after me. But I was sponsored by them, paying for boards from Mark oh. with the company, other company logo on just because 
I needed to, I wanted to ride a sport so bad. Yeah, and ever since then. Situation. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not the only one to do that, but. Yeah, true. Ever since then, uh, I'm, I'm obsessed. He's, he's a freak, and I don't, I don't think any two boards of mine are ever the same because I'm changing, my ride style's changing. Um, but whenever I'm doing a trip, whenever, like, like when I went to Namibia, he built me a board, and um, when he gave it to me, I was like, 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 kind of like, what the fuck is this? Like, it was so opposite to what I thought I needed for Namibia, but I was like, fuck, all right. What did he hand down? Like, what, what, why did you think it was so obtuse? So, I, I'm 6'3". I'm... Oh, he built me this board. In South Africa, it's like a, like a pretty big fad to ride stiff boards. So, okay. I was always chasing stiff boards. But you've got... Oh, you do have warm and cold water over there. I always just associate... Namibia is freezing, but this yeah. is for Namibia. Okay, yeah, it's cold. And I was pretty obsessed with riding small boards. Like, I used to ride 41 two fives, mm -hmm. And um, Mark always wanted me to go bigger, but... Pretty sure some of the boards even made me like nudge stuff without telling me, but I didn't ever check. I didn't really care. He just used to make me boards in order sizes. And Namibia, I got a 41.75 inch. It had like underneath the rails, it had rails made of slick, so it was Whoa. it wouldn't compress compress well. And then normal rails. So like it's actually in my unit in Granada. Um, it's the best board I've ever owned. Bro, can you please send us a photo of that and I'll, I'll link it to this video? <laughs> yeah. That's wild. So he made, he made me this board and um, I was kind of like tripping. I was like, fuck, alright, I'll take it. And um, yeah, I went to Namibia. I surfed, I surfed Namibia. I bought it here. I surfed the island with it. And what was Namibia like when you surfed it? Was it suited to it? Oh, it was... That board was... It, it was like... Because I kind of thought like... I'm going to Namibia, it's pretty cold, I want to take something like single string or something, yeah. like with AP, uh, flexier core, you know, like shockies and, right. And then I was like, the, the swell that this, the, that I went for was just like, just one of those ones where you just, like, you just need to go, bro. And that board <laughs> went, it was <laughs> mental, bro. Like, I can't, uh, yes, it's Namibia, but it was the fastest I'd ever gone, bro. It was, and it was, and I could control it, the size was perfect, all the, um, so the the rails like where I held it, I actually chucked the contours on my website now. But the the sides of the board were, were real thin, so I could like I literally would fold it around my hands. Wow! But then the middle was chunky, so no I would way. like go super super fast. Bro, you know, like what you're explaining to me now sounds a lot like some of the surfboards I own at home in the way that they peter out in certain areas to allow like you know knife the rail same you know situation with the bodyboard you want to knife it in like you want to draw that line and really cut through the surface of the wave but then when you prong up you've got the and like prong up i mean you know sit up in the position and drive the speed you've got the fatness and the material yeah, yeah. underneath you that then just projects to push you, you forward exactly you still got performance exactly so we did that and then he chucked the um we moved the stringer we moved the stringers closer in so they lined up with where the volume where the um the middle of the board was up so the the rails were pretty pretty loose on my hands like i could full, i could really feel them when i'm riding the wave yeah but like where from like my hip to my stomach area it was like rock hard because there's two strings in there and that's where you draw and your, your real speed yeah so once i was like i would scoop and, and I, I guess the 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 channel because and he also put some pretty deep channels in 
would kind of like lock in and then once I like set my line, it would just like go. Was this just quad or double? Only two. Only two channels? Yeah. Yeah, sweet. Just two big deep ones. Could you imagine if they threw a quad in there? Like if, if, if Rossi threw a quad in there? They, I mean Rossi. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I would love to go in there maybe and try a quad, but I am, um, I'm, I'm a fan of, of, two, of two channels. When I build my boards, I don't build them. I only yeah. build two deep like slot channels. You know, I'm amongst the same and I sometimes think to myself, I'm missing out with quads. And I remember you, you kindly um, made us one man that was sick. It was a 41.5, a little bit small, obviously now knowing that I need bigger. Mm. But at the time, like that quad went amazing. The only thing I noticed, probably because of my lack of ability, but to push reverses around was like a lot harder and it wouldn't release as much. But again, you would just taper your bodyboarding towards it. Yeah, I think, I think that's like what, I think bodyboarders kind of, um, Personally, anyway, I think they, the biggest problem in bodybuilding is people buy a board and then they're like, all right, sweet, I need this for the last six months or two, a year or two years. And they ride it in every condition, in every, I mean, you look at like John John Florence, if he's surfing at pipe, like for his heat, he has six different boards on the beach mm. for one surf. So bodyboarding, I think that's where I think that's a big downfall, kind of like because you, and it's not anyone's fault because I myself have owned one board for like two years and I've used it in every condition. Okay, I'm not like doing spins at the beach anymore just because I've got two kids, but um, like the like to have a like we don't do quads anymore. Just um, really, yeah, I, I don't. We don't build quads. Um, wow. Yeah, just out of, there's no patents or anything, but just out of respect for the other brands. I don't, okay. it, like, I actually fucked up when I moved to Australia. We, I just assumed that all the brands were doing quads. Yeah. So I did them and then I realized very quickly that um, it was the wrong thing to do. Like, I was pretty much just copying the other brands. Okay. And um, especially when you're working with, like, we have our own shaper. It was, um, it was, like, I didn't really... Th- it was ill thought. I should have, like now we have our own variation of it. So, which is like our one. What's it called? Just the Vice. The Vice channels. Um, but, yes, anyways, we, yeah, we, we um, but just, just quickly on that, like that's really, you know, honorable. That's very good respect to everyone within the community. But like, if you look at surfboards, for example, and I know I reference that a lot on this potty, but we're very close within the water. You know, we do, enjoy a lot of the similar um, aspects of the ocean. Like, every shaper makes almost every design a tail. Yeah. You know uh, what I mean? I, 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 I like get Simon it. Jones from whatever morning, you know, won't be like just making, you know, fish, like fish tails yeah, or yeah, like, yeah. you know, small no, tails. No, I get it. I, get, I do get that. Like, but I also get where you're coming from too. I'm not saying that wasn't the, the wrong decision, but it's an interesting one. Because yeah. bodyboarding still, not at that mindset, but maybe that's the feel in the industry right now. But like, I've always said the best thing about bodyboarding is also its biggest weakness is that it's small. Mm. So like, it's the best thing about bodyboarding, but it's also the worst. So like, I, my, what are you drinking by the way? Uh, Cooper's Red, sir. Nice. Mm, Sparkly. No, it's just, it was, it was a respect thing for me. I, I really, I was actually pissed off at myself that I didn't, 
you know, I should have probably just picked up the phone and phoned the guys and said, hey man, this is what I'm, I want to do, or what I'm going to do, or, and I probably would have, I probably would have just done it then, but, um, you know what, another thing is, to be perfectly honest, for me, the quads didn't work. Mm. So, when this all came, well, it didn't work for me, it didn't cater for the way I ride. So, when, um, when this all came up and I realized that I'd um, done what I did, I, it was quite an easy decision for me. It was like, fuck man, I don't want to disrespect the, the players in the game already. Um, they're all friends of mine and um, it, it, did, it would have looked like I just came here and copied mm. to, like, because quads were the, the, all the rage. Were they the only the rage here in Australia? Did they, did they go um, worldwide? Yeah, like South Africa, nah, not really. No? Not really. Um, I think it's I think it's just like Yeah, like even when we did build them, South Africans didn't order them. Yeah, wow. So now obviously on your page man you've you've um you've set up the board uh simulator like for your yeah. own custom. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell us a bit more about that, man? Like speaking about quads and whatnot and what's not available, what is available. <laughs> Bro, you can do what you want. So yeah. we have like four four or five set Things that that um, there's like guys like Sasha Specker, Mark McCarthy, um, yourself, uh, Brad Stone, um, myself, obviously, um, and one or two other guys that I like to not name because uh, yeah, for various reasons. But um, these the ones that are on the website are the ones that those guys truly believe in. So. I narrowed it down. Like we've made all types of boards for all types of for all those guys who know how to ride waves from one foot to 10, 15 feet, and those were the ones that always came back positive. So when we made those boards for those riders, where they were always loving them, and when we try to get different with other ones, so the ones on the website that you can visualize on our little app thing and order, those are the ones that we truly believe in. But because we, we do custom, you, if you want to get 20 channels, you, you, we can do it. Yeah. That's not, that's, but I just like to simplify the process as much as possible. So when a guy goes on, there's the stuff that I have on display and what he can go, like if he's unsure, he can trust in what's there because that's what we as a team have like over 10 years have truly like narrowed down and that's what works and yeah. that's what we promote yeah for sure so yeah yeah true bang on man the board simulator is a sick idea like i love it you know yeah I mean? it's, it's cool such a good digital integration you know such a cool um aspect of it. i know it's been done before in different ways but yeah. yours at the moment like is fast paced there's a huge selection it's easy to navigate yeah yeah do you know what i mean like you just it's it's there ready to go and no I it's beautiful the guy who does it for me um I've asked him if he wanted me to promote him and stuff. He, he's pretty chill. He's just, he's wow. just, yeah, he just loves to do it. And I talk with him all the time and, um, such a, such a cool guy. And, um, he's done an amazing job and we, yeah. we, and he's forever changing. So like there's more, there's more colors and stuff coming in the next like 30 days. So it's all, it's always getting updated and we change like contours and just get, you know, just play around with it a little bit. But yeah. Well, it's also too, because visually, People love to see what they get. Like for this day and age, people mm, order mm. clothes 
online, the yeah. iconic or whatever, get them sent within 24 hours, try them on, don't like them, send them back. Yeah. If you can do that online and see what looks best instead yeah. of trying to sketch it out or whatever. Yeah, I know, that's it. You can Amazing. get, you can see exactly what it looks like. And then what's cool about the store is we're going to have like all the colors and stuff out front so you guys can come put them together and see what works well. Epic. How are you going to do that? Oh, we just, we, we did it in South Africa, you just have like cutoffs. Oh, epic. And then you just put it together. Yeah, perfect. Like, just like hold, hold it. I know you mean, like squish it together almost mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, sick, sick. And so the shop's going to be set up, man, how, you know, we're obviously in it right now and you've got the the entrance there and obviously you've got the shaping bay next and then the back of house. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a bit more about like the operations of the shop from a day to day? Like what do you expect to see? Yeah, so the shop front is going to be like, it was originally going to be a collection point, but because of the shop, the, the location we got of this place, we decided to... Banging location. Banging location. So sick. Dude, shout out the location. No, no, not yet. No one knows. <laughs> oh, it's fucking location. Sweet, sweet. It's in um, Menai. So... <laughs> That's a shy reference, by the way. That was fucking lovely. No, so they... Um, we... No, so we, we actually introducing a pretty cool... Um, well, I think it's pretty cool um, range of like clothing and some accessories and leashes and um, stuff like that. And then, so that'll all be for sale at front of shop. And then what's really cool is um, we're going to have like a display window where you can actually, you can come in at any time, I guess. But if like, so if you order a board with us, we give you a production date on the day you order. And um, if you're in the area to come to collect, you can literally come sit, have a coffee and watch your board being made through the window. So it's pretty, um, that's epic. Yeah. Like, like when I was in South Africa, it was, we used to close it off and I used to sit with Mark and I was fascinated, like for ages, just could watch him all day. It's mm. the sickest thing. It's just so like, especially him, he's so, such a perfectionist. It's, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's refreshing. It's, it's, I hope that that point of difference you know, appeals to other people like it does, does to me. So, well, let's we'll put see. it this way. Where else in the world, Michael, right now, you know, I'm sure there might be a couple little tiny zones or whatever. Great Northern, thanks Sorry. for coming. But <laughs> where else are you seeing a board being shaped? Yeah, no, I, it's, it's, um, I can't really think of many other places, man. You know, yeah. like, hang on, is there, no, like in the bodyboarding world, I can't think of anything. Surfing, there might be a couple, but bodyboarding, yeah, I'm not too sure. Um, yeah, please someone world. DM the Riptide page if yeah. there is. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. But again, I'm just with this. With this, I think the brand has matured a lot. Um, I'm just staying in my own lane. I just like um, like we chatted a bit off air earlier. I just want to strip. I always I hate this because it's so diluted. But I'm just stripping it. I want to strip it all back and remember. I had to remind myself a lot lately and why I started this brand and um, go back to that place and then just stay in my lane and just do that. It's, yeah. it's, it's way more healthy and um, I have too much respect for everybody else in the game that I don't want to stand on toes. I don't, I don't like, I just don't want to even think about any of that. I don't yeah. want to worry about, I just want to, try and do right and just stay in my lane and just make the best boards we can with the best service. That's all I want to do. Politics are fucked, eh? 
Yeah. Oh, but yeah. like life yeah. politics in everything. every aspect. In everything. Like, in you everything. know, it's in families, it's in businesses, it's in comps, comps, leisure activities, even ordering a fucking coffee, there's politics. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, I understand there's a game we all play every day. That's a, it's an industry, bro, and I essentially am, I'm, it's, it's, it, it, I'm taking like money off people's plates. That's pretty much by, by, by me being a board brand, I'm taking away from somebody buys a handpick, they could have bought another brand. And essentially I'm taking away that sale. Not that they're worrying about me and they shouldn't, but yeah. But again, there's a different aspect to your brand where like you are coming from a custom yeah. kind well, of perspective. That's, that's what I, that's what I mean about you staying got the my shape here. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're keeping it like local and obviously still supplying to the rest of the world, but you're to be perfectly honest, you're, you're more of like a core boutique brand compared to say like a mass, you know, Megalodon shark out there, like say NMD or, you know, um, like science at times. You, you well, that's, well, or that, pride. Well, that's the thing. Like I kept, that's where I went wrong when I moved here. Um, I got so excited at the prospect of what could be when I saw how big the industry is that, um, I got like, I got kind of mental. I forgot why I started the brand and I was doing all this other shit and standing on toes and not thinking straight and not, my my priorities shifted from where I started to I reckon there was like a good two years of of just not of not thinking straight and um making rap like irrational yeah I just I wasn't and I, I think it had a lot to do with me being separated from Mark the shaper because him and I sit every single morning together and talk mm. and um he grounds me a lot he's um and um he he uh, he he knows me really well and then obviously my wife but just from a business side i think being away and me just getting so like hungry at like the prospect of what could be and i moved here and you know we got a pretty good team to going off the bat and i just wanted to just keep the momentum i just wanted to go and like i just lost touch of of the real reason why I started this. Mm, yeah, so, what is the real reason? Um, it's a, it's a big one. It's a bit personal. I do, do you want to go there? Well, I mean, if you're happy to share. Yeah, I think I'll share. Um, yeah. So I was being, I've been sponsored of, um, since I was pretty young, um, and then eventually I got, and no, don't get me wrong, no sponsor ever did me dirty. Every sponsor I've ever had was great. Um, have a lot of respect for every single brand that I rode for the people behind it. I know, I know. Even my last sponsor, the guy like gave, like uh, yeah, he gave me he he gave the company a lot. He um, but anyway, so I um, I started I finished school and I started going to Hawaii and all that, being sponsored and it was cool enough, and um. I started like doing one or two events and then my sponsors, then I started getting paid and they were like, oh, you got to do a few more events and then like world tour events. I was like, yeah, sick, fuck, that's cool. Like get to travel and do all this shit and never, never, never done a whole tour, never done the tour, ever. Um, even then when my sponsor was like, you need to do some tour events. I was like, yeah, sweet. I'll, like how many, They're like at least three and then I'll just do three kind of thing. Um, but I found like when I was 
I'll try and keep this as brief as possible because I don't think anyone gives a shit, but I'll, uh, <laughs> it's like such a fucking boring Second story, but it, 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 it'll, it'll come back to like why yeah. I started Hampton. So then, um, I was, I was doing the, the tour and like, to be, to be fair, every, every event I went to was amazingly run. Like I can't say far in one event. Um, I don't know. I when, can't tell you. 2013, 14? Well, the, the last one I did, I think it was 2013. Yeah, okay, sweet. So maybe 2021? 2011, sorry. Yeah, I don't remember. Honestly, I don't remember. Yeah, sorry. Man, it, was, it was like a bit of trauma, you know, yeah. when you just don't remember <laughs> just shit. Just push this aside. Yeah, it's like, forget it. Yeah, sorry, go um, No, so I was doing, I was doing the comps now, man, and like, you, like there's like this, Fuck, I've got so much shit going on in my head right now that I need to say that I can't even put into words. Um, Take your time, bro. No, so, yeah, so anyway, so I start doing these comps and I'm like, as a young kid, all of a sudden getting paid to bodyboard, I'm like, fuck, man, this is like, this is the dream, like, I'm living my dream. And I'm like, oh, you, now they're like, oh, you got to go to like do these world tour events. I'm like, yeah, fuck, cool, that's amazing. And, I, and then my sponsor at the time chose which events I should do to cater my riding, which was, which is, well, was really cool, I felt. And, um, cause he knew I didn't want to do the whole tour. And, um, yeah, and I was like pretty pumped to go. And then I got there. And then like, I reckon it took like three days of my first leg of tour, which was South America. And once again, don't get me wrong, Every single event I went to was run like unbelievably well, mm. like fucking mental. Is the, this the IBA? Uh, I, don't, I honestly yeah. don't even know. Was, was it IBA and then APB and then I IBC? Think it was the year, it was in Chile, I think Ben won and Winnie come second. And Ben won the world title that year? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I'm very, I, I think people, this people, I'm very out of that loop, bro. No, well, it's hard to be super factual with years because even when I look back on my first Hawaii season, I always get the dates mixed up. And I think it's actually, you know, you've, you've compressed these thoughts for so long into your head, you've just, you've just downloaded them into a folder and they're, they're back this, somewhere. This is the thing, right? Like, I grew up watching Tensions and No Friends. Mm. That, is, that is what got me into Boogie. No Friends 3 got, me, got me into Boogie, right? Hallelujah. And I, I like watched these VHS tapes like it was a religion. Mm. And those tapes and then DVDs later on, the bits that I loved, like that I was obsessed with was like, bodyboarding is an individual sport, right? Mm. It's about me. It's about you. It's okay. about whoever's on the board, right? Yeah. But when you're on these trips, it's about the team. It all of a sudden becomes about like a group of people. Like you watch No Friends and you see like Jeff and Skip and Ross and they're like, or like that No Friends, I think it's No Friends 5 or whatever when like Todd and Ross and Roach go to Chile and, and they're doing the lifestyle shit and they're filming. I'm like, fuck, that's cool. And you're watching Tensions and the guys are playing soccer and I'm mm. like, that appealed to me. That was my like, I'm a team sport guy. I love team sports. That's like my thing. Boogieing is like, was my everything, but it was all, I'm all of a sudden by myself. Like mm. I'm going into a, into a heat with like my best friends and I'm just now like, do what it takes to beat you. And like you, 
you know me personally, I'm extremely competitive. Like, and you're very good competitively. Yeah, but too much. Like, like my kids three, <laughs> and I'll always win. But in my mind, I would say I'm teaching him a lesson. But I'm also just like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> I'm not joking. My wife is. <laughs> Becca's like always like, fuck's wrong with you. I swear to God. I know. I like, will wrestle. I'll let him win, but then I'll just make sure yeah, at the end, like, I'll pin him down. I know. Dude, the ego flares up. Let him know. Give a little girl. I know, bro. I do sometimes even with Lenny, my son at home. Yeah. It's like, oh, you were playing ball and we're having fun and we're kicking the soccer ball and then he gets a couple of goals and then I'm just like, I'm just going to just dribble around you just one by and just set. Let him know. And then it's, it's, it's a lesson, but it's almost you feeding your own ego. Goals. It is me Yeah, feeding. I can still beat my own two-year-old kid. <laughs> feed him. <laughs> so, like... I'm ultra competitive. Like I had to stop playing soccer because I hated. I used to go home from soccer, look in the mirror, and say, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" I used to say that to myself. Why though? Because I win at all costs. Like mm. guys are there to like play around, and I'm like, I'm also there to play around. But if I'm start, lo- no one likes losing. Yeah. No one likes losing. No, no, no one does. No, especially me. So Some I'm people like, take it better than others, but yes. I cannot take it. Yeah. I cannot it's a lose. hard one to swallow. It's a big problem I have. I had to stop playing soccer because I was just like playing soccer with friends and I would end up like, it was disgusting. I was yeah. so competitive. But I mean, you and, sorry to interrupt my last one, but you and Wes Fisher are definitely <laughs> some of the most competitive people. Yeah, ever. Wes is Man, nice. When I saw you two at the Kayama World Tour Con, and hopefully we never hold another one at Kama again. You know, I was grateful for the support from the council, happy days down there, but yeah, not at the wave. Man, you two were scheming on those rocks, looking where the waves are breaking, what boards Jake Stone was riding, he was on a 43 inch, I need to get one bigger than that. Da da da, man, you, you fellas were on, man. That's Wes, Wes is soccer, Wes is so calculated. Oh. Anyway, sorry, you know what happened, so soccer and then come back to the record, I beat Wes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think actually, did beat Wes no, actually, I came stone last. Did you? I came last. Oh. Did, I think I came. So I think I got knocked out in the first round. Man. No, no, no. That was last. the year that they did two. Um, you served twice. I came last in both heats. Mm. The last one was the knockout one. I did it right. I came fourth or fifth or something. Yeah. But the other one I came last. It was sick. Um, <laughs> it's a good time. Yes, anyway, I was so competitive, but I couldn't translate it to surfing. Yeah. I loved bodyboarding too much. Like, I remember um, I was surfing at like a little club comp in Durban against young Ian Campbell. And I remember wanting to lose so that he stayed motivated and didn't quit boogie. Like Ooh. I loved bodyboarding that much. Wow. Yeah, I was a loser. Wow. <laughs> it was You're not a loser. That's thoughtful. Yeah, but it's it's it, I didn't have that like that like for because for me it was more about go in and we can all hang out like like you go to Hawaii like I used to go to Hawaii and my best days in Hawaii were at Kiki. Yeah, I know. Cause why? There's like thirty yeah. of us on the beach getting like hooting to get the biggest barrels like it's just so yeah. sick why man is the same like biggest close as soon as you're at pipe like don't get me wrong i loved it but if all of a sudden this competitive element came i could feel myself getting it and then i would shy off and i'll oh, pick wow. up so it's actually a, a pretty josh gardner keeps posting it i can hate it <laughs> i am um, josh gardner gets like a nuts one at pipe in the comp rashy i'm on that wave I'm, really i'm on that wave and Josh just looked so driven to go that I just pulled off. You, in his videos, you can see me. Wow. Just because I'm like, 
I'm like, oh, well, he wants it so bad. I haven't but, seen the wave, like, sold 10 put up. Oh, he's only posted it. <laughs> really? Fuck, I must be. Oh, I think he loves that I did that. Josh. Yeah. Oh, I love Josh. He's yeah, he's a, he's a soul man. man. He's a soul man. He always brings it up with me too. But yeah, I um, Do you I just can't translate it. Yes, yes, I just can't translate it to like, like when I was traveling with Putti or Mark McCarthy and those guys. They're so like, oh man, they're freaks, bro. They are, yeah. they champions. They're natural born champions. Mark McCarthy should be a world champ. He's like. He was so close so many times. I know. He's... What, he got second how many times? Yeah, second that one was so close. Bro. Oh, bro. It was, and it was decided in pipe? I don't remember. I kind of think I remember that one. Bro. I, think, I think Jared did really well in that comp and he got to the semis or the final, did a big invert. And Mark, I think, I think, had to get through a round he just got before the round. Yes, you, right. I was in hospital yeah, when that secure. happened. Yeah, just Yeah, man. Was that like, was a wild comp. That was a wild comp. Yeah. That Those were the comp. fucking days, man. Talk about your work. But you see, life. I'd rather do that all day. Yeah, than, I know. Then. So anyway, so then I was, then I went to the, the like my first, this first leg of the tour. Yeah, sorry. So we've come back full circle. We're back with you on the tour. The competitive side. Yeah, yeah. And um, I remember getting there. I was like, bro, when I was, when I, I'd done Hawaii like a lot, met Ben and a lot of guys never had I, I never met Winnie but I always used to get stage fright like I used to see Mike Stewart even today like I can't even I can't even really talk to him because I idolise him so much so I don't mm. I'm always like I talk to him and in my head I'm going fuck did he just say that he is a bit godlike hey? like sometimes you it's not just him like, bro it's everyone no but you've seen Halo behind Stewart's yeah. head you know it's almost like you know he's going to be the dude that's going to gonna greet you in heaven you know you know there's St. Peter's at the gate you know what I mean it's gonna be Uncle Mike well it's just it's just psycho <laughs> like I can't tell you how much I idolised everyone growing up I, like Jeff fucking, what a legend like oh he's the nicest dude like yeah he's a genuine nice fella like always fucking smiling stop yeah. smiling bro he's a he's a he's a he's a, a special special human incredible he's when always I, positive I went to Hawaii when I was 18 I think Facebook was like just come out or something mm. it wasn't even a thing like I don't even think I had it do you have MySpace though? nah no top everyone friends. had MySpace because it didn't really go on the internet yeah what do you mean? in South Africa there's no no <laughs> we're not born it's not Iraq <laughs> <laughs> we um I just wasn't into it I just yeah. wanted to surf all day oh, that's that was pretty it. sick now we're to Hawaii and I met Jeff I introduced myself in the water I was so shy I told him aha Michael and he went nice to me you're from South Africa I had like a small chat whatever mm. That was it. That was the extent of it. Never like saw him heaps. Would say, "How's it?" And he'd go, "Hey, bro, like real nice." Went back to South Africa, no contact, whatever. Got back to Hawaii a year later. See Jeff, and he comes up and goes, "Hey, Michael." Wow. That's how nice he is. Yeah. And also too, I think your feats in Hawaii during that pipe comp and a lot of things you did over there. No, I think it's just he's just a nice dude. (laughs) He is the nicest dude, bro. But like, you can't deny that you had a real good go at pipe. Like you on big heavy lefts is a good thing to watch. I I do like lefts. You're Um, good pipe, bro. Thanks. I'd love to go back now. Yeah. Especially with all your experience. Like, I feel... I think I've learned a lot person. since I've been in Australia. Yeah. Australia's and you, opened me up to waves. And even just as you get older, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah I think so. realise what heavier you want. Heavier as well. Yeah. Yeah, and heavier. That's heavier. true, eh? Yeah. A bit more body weight behind I'd love me. to go back to pop, actually. Yeah. Did you, ever, did you ever wake up in the middle of the night and have those sweaty dreams? Three times you? three times a week. That pop shoulder? Oh, the pop shoulder. I, just, yeah. I thought you were talking about pop. Just like being in Hawaii, I yeah. love it so much. Well, um, there's so much coverage on it at the moment that you can't stay away from Hawaii. 
Every year I get a little depressed when I'm up there. Yeah, I know, man. The Rock wants to call you back, eh? It's a special place, bro. And it's not like I've ever done anything great there. I just, again, it's not about that. I've just had the best times yeah, of my life there. Yeah, me too, man. Like, I often say that, like, no one's happy. But <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm in Hawaii, like, I just remember being at Kiki and um, just screaming. Yeah. Just because I'm so happy. Like, and also... But your competitive spirit could come out there too because those cricket matches between South Africa and Australia were fucked up. <laughs> Man, and like, just let... Set yeah, you see, it. like, I remember... I actually remember Ben blowing up because we wanted to win so bad. And I remember being like, fuck, I'm doing it again. Because it wasn't booting. And we, like... I remember, like, we had to beat... We had to get Ben out or something. And I'm like, Ben, play it. Oh, he's my idol. I was just this kid. And then I think like Wes or Sasha bowled him out. And, yeah. And we like ran up and screamed in his face. Oh man. It's so gnarly oh. what it happens. Those are the heat of the moment thing. But again, that's, that's what I grew up wanting to be. So yeah. let's go back to now the world tour. When I went on the world tour, I um, got to Chile and I was like, fuck man. Me and Winnie still laugh about it because I saw Winnie and I was like, oh my God. First time I ever in my life seen Winnie. Mm. I'd been like, inverted commas, pro for a little while, like doing events and shit here and then, here and there. And, um, and I bet I was good friends with Ben by that point and Ben and Winnie were staying together. And like for three days, I didn't even greet Winnie. So I would sit next to Ben, cause Ben, I got on well with Ben and Ben would sit next to Winnie. So three of us, but I would not, I'd never even introduced myself to Winnie because I was so nervous. So what, Winnie was just sitting there going, who the fuck's old mate? No, 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 Winnie said to Ben that he hates me, he hates me. <laughs> <laughs> Winnie said that he thought I was so, he said I have an intimidating afro and he hates me. Oh my God. He's like, what's, yeah. He, Winnie says that he didn't say he hates me, but I'm pretty sure Ben will confirm that he said he hates me. <laughs> And I was like devastated. Oh, and isn't then, it so funny? Just before you go on, man, isn't it so funny in those situations how often you can have a Mexican standoff? You can be so n not cross with the person. Like obviously you were on the other end, like you were in awe. But Winnie, like in his own head, just going. Winnie like, could have gone. What? What the fuck's going on? I know. And then there's no words exchanged. Bro, but then three days in a tent. I didn't say a word to him. Think in about a tent. Well, in the judge, whatever you call that thing, the, oh. the tower. Oh yeah. Three yeah, days, yeah. and I didn't know anyone, so I'm just sitting with Ben all day, every day, and Winnie not talking to him. That's <laughs> hilarious. And then eventually he just reached over and he goes, "Oh hey mate, Dave." Oh. And then I went, "Yeah, no, I'm Michael," and we met. And then anyway, now we... How was it after that though? Like after that? Good, bro. Yeah, then, we, so then, good. I was, then eventually I told him and then that's when he admitted that he said he hated me. But uh, <laughs> every time I bring it up now, he's like, I didn't say that. Oh, that's so good. But then, so then like the event started or whatever and it was sick the way the event was well run. It was crowds, it was mental. There's always crowds at the South American Yeah, concert. it's cool. You actually feel like, yeah. even though like... You're an signed, like, Yeah, they didn't know who I was. You just sign whatever you want. That yeah. like, I was not a pro. They just wanted like Ben or Winnie or. Did you ever get any weird body parts to sign? Mm. Any butt cheeks? Nah, I'm, I'm nowhere near that cool. No, no. Nowhere near that cool, bro. Because there's there definitely a couple of moments in tension. I think I remember Winnie. Signing Actually, you, yeah, Winnie signed that cheeks. I saw a nipple. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> That's it. I saw a nipple. The um, 
I actually had a guy, this sounds like I'm pumping my own tires up here, but you want to ask about autographs, pretty crazy. Yeah. Like when I was in Chile, I thought it was a man because you're signing autographs, but meanwhile, it, realistically, you, um, yeah. they don't, like realistically, I'm a nobody, but, and everyone's just being really nice and polite. And, and I signed this guy's shirt, it must have. And um, like two years ago, maybe three years ago, my mum got a WhatsApp mm. and this dude had somehow got her number and sent her a photo of the shirt that I had signed. Wow. Crazy. That is crazy. It was pretty weird. So that was in South Africa or was that in South If you're listening, man, that was really cool. It was, I actually really, I felt really cool. My ego, my tires were pumped up. Pumped up. It's really. nice, eh? Pumped up. It's but like, <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> It's yeah, so it's just funny. Like, I was just, I've never really done anything. Anyway, so then now I'm in Chile. I met Dave and now I'm like friendly with everyone. And I'm like, the comp's on or whatever. I'm like, I don't really care. Like, like I didn't really, I cared so little about competing that I didn't bring my wetsuit to the beach in Chile. Wow. Yeah, like, I served in Bordies. Like, the, some of the judges still talk about it. Chile like, is they so always cold. Bring, I know, I know. I didn't have a wetsuit. But... All I did was want to know when we're playing soccer. Yeah. Like, when, when are we? And everyone's like, nah, nah, I don't want to get injured. I'm like, like no one cares. Let's just play soccer. Fuck. Yeah. Like, Let's have some fun. There's like 40 of us. Yeah. There's an indoor thing there. It's good. This is what I grew up watching, like, in Chile soccer. Like, so you were kind of going for, as you said before, like the team spirit and all I wanted. the camaraderie. It's all I wanted. Yeah. Like, when I got knocked out, I'd never, like, bailed to be. I stayed, watched till the end. Because hang out with everyone mm. I'm like this is when I grew up as a kid this is what I watched and then I went to we had a fucking mental trip there was cocaine smuggling with this dude we it was nuts what? yeah we, we weren't aware of it, it so was he mental. was smuggling coke in the car you were driving not officially yeah but possible I'd like you actually to take that out because <laughs> now I don't know what actually said that <laughs> no we just had a fucking crazy crazy um, yeah, trip and um, crazy dialogue with him. Like, no, no, we just we just we we did a 700 kilometer trip in a van that took three days, lost car wheels, what crashed twice. Yeah, I was psycho. You go on average of like 230 k's a day. Yeah, we crashed twice, we'd lost a car wheel. Sasha Speck, Bruce Sasha Specker, like, found bolts and like put the wheel back on so we could carry on driving. He's a he saved our life. And, bro, we're in the desert in Chile, freezing cold, stranded, and Specs made us pasta, bro. How? I still don't know. What, he just he just made us pasta. He's a wizard. Do you remember when he crafted that the cricket, cricket bat, bat we were talking about? Good I don't know where he got that piece of wood from, but he's carved this thing out, and it was good to go for the good whole route. season. Specs is unbelievable. Oh, my goodness. And um, yeah, so then anyway, we went to the next event. Um, I was surfing with this guy that I just met. I won't say who. Oh, I met him like in Chile, in uh, Rica. Full the heat chatting, in the water chatting. And so this is the guy he drove across with? No, 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 this is another dude. Okay. And I was surfing You're my really feet. like, you know, holding back on names here. Yeah, because I, like, I always feel like I could be dogging someone. I feel yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, and then I caught this wave in a heat and then he called me to go, I went, and then he went on my inside, 
No. So then I got interference. My first interference in my whole life. So he fucking... He, he called, called me in. you into it. He called me in. Go, 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 go. And then as I went, he... And even I was chatting to one of the other pros. Um, one of the other pros. I think I am. <laughs> I was chatting to a pro bodybuilder that was yeah, there. Yeah. And he was like, fuck. It was touch and go because I was definitely further out. But like the way that you surf's pretty far out. It was pretty big. It was windy. Um, he wouldn't have called it. But like I'm not blaming the judges because I reckon from where they are, I probably didn't look like I burned him. But I've never got interference in my life. Anyway, I got interference. It was right at the end of the heat. Pulled off. They called the interference. I quickly turned and went on another wave, knowing that I needed a... I can't remember. I needed like a six or something. And I had this fucked up bowl. And I was like, I just need a six. So I just punched like a big roll. Then I did another roll. And I think I got like a seven or an eight. And then my interference came through and I actually needed like a nine or something. Yeah, because they had the score. And I had the biggest, best bowl ever. I would have just gone to town. But I just, in my head, I knew I need, needed the six. You played it safe almost, yeah. Yeah, I was stupid. So anyway... No, not stupid. You were, you were stri- strategic through the yeah. head. You were thinking that was the score. So that was cool. Drove. Took me three days to get there. Got interference. <laughs> then went... Um, to Brazil and my mum surprised me. She was in Sick. New York and she came down and and she was like, before the event even kicked off, she's like, because I was sharing a room with Jeff, which was like, like how cool, me, Jerry, Jeff and Ian were staying at this place. Amazing, yeah. I was like, fuck man, dreams are made of this. Like, and my mum came, I was like, this is amazing, yeah. water event, like look how big it is, it's so cool. Like showing her like what like happens. And she's just like looking at me like, She's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, what? She's like, you're depressed. I'm like, I'm not depressed. I'm like, I'm on a tour and like staying with yeah, these yeah, guys. Yeah. I'm like, hanging out, rubbing shoulders with my idol. She's like, nah. She's like, something's wrong. Like, you don't, you're not yourself. Something's wow. wrong. Only your mum knows that, eh? Yeah. Like, truly. Yeah. And I didn't even pick up on it. And then I went and surfed my heat and got so boned. The, like, the aggression in the water was crazy. I've never had anything like it. And, um, like, I, I never lose it, and I lost my shit on the beach. I was so angry. Really? Yeah, just the, 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 and again, the guys did nothing wrong. They just, uh, they were just better competitors. But was there, look, and there's a fine line with competition, man, especially when you're talking about individual sports and when the ego comes into play, because you can have a team sport where, you have one player step out of line, they're almost reprimanded by the rest of the team to pull their weight and perform their well, role. Well, you speak about teams, bro. The guy that was hustling me and... See, that's what I'm fucking saying. I he, know what you're getting at. He kept going for double interference. Yeah, see, and, then and that's get, fucked, man. And then the bees would cheer. See, that's fucked. Because they, they know what they're doing and they don't have to steward, they don't have to tanner, they don't have to fucking everyone. Yeah, but but I've, I've chatted to... Got my, some of my friends back home in South Africa, competitors were watching and they were like, Brew, you should have played the game. Like, you should have mm. got involved. That's what makes competitors yeah, but when competitors. You're, but when you're burning people or trying to block people on certain ways where it's not actually judged on the ability of your surfing, I know heat positioning and being competitive in the water is an aspect of it and you've got to have strategy. Well, I, I get you, but like... To, to do those dirty things, but I know when it all costs is a big thing, and, and I, I'm like you, I don't have, like, the nature for that, you know what I mean? And it actually frustrates me a lot, because 
you're judged on your ability to ride that wave better than your competitors. Not to fucking snake and push him in a corner and try and win through like an evil, so at the time, strategy. I, I, that's how I was thinking. But at the, I just got the interference in the heat before. I didn't want to play the game. I, I, I'm very aware that you should play the game. It's if I was as competitive at, as I am in soccer and bodyboarding, I reckon I would have done. I would have had a much better career. Because I would have been ruthless, I would have played the game and not cared at all um, about anyone. Yeah, but see, I, that, I think, and this is getting super deep, and this is the bodyboarding podcast, so I'm mindful of that, but that is a reflection of the world's emotional direction that even at the win or cost flows out from the competitive arena and then comes into society. And then when you're in a capitalistic society, you are constantly winning at all costs to better that person over there or get more money from that person over there. I'm not about universal income. I'm not about fucking giving on a free ride. Just about being a bit fair. That fucking gets me, Barrett. You can hear in my voice, that kills me, that shit. I know what you're saying, but I cannot stand when someone is beaten not on their own ability. You know mm. what I mean? I know there's just shit. And I'm sure there's competitors well, out there yeah, yelling and screaming the, right now. The reality is the dudes who beat me are probably better than me. So Yeah, that's but that's... It's actually a good excuse. Like, I probably would have got to school, but... <laughs> You've been too modest. I know what you're saying. And anyway, so that was the third event. I was with my mom. I was fucking devastated. Um, so I was I actually... Ran, I was really... No, it's good. I like rounds. <laughs> I was really stoked because Ian got second or something and qualified for the tour on that event. And um, that was... I felt like I, I had done it because, again, team... I'd travel with Ian. Me and him grew up together. It was really cool. I was so happy for him. But I just didn't... I was a bit like, fuck, man... My whole, like, I just did what I wanted to do from, like, I was in Chile, like, we didn't even play soccer. I was, I was in these other spots, and it was like, you surf, little chat on the beach, go home to your hotel, sit there all day, like, it's like, fuck, man, this is not, like, that. I understand that the, the professionalism of the other boys, they're like, they're so into it, they're so into, like, the other shit, and I wasn't, I was more like, after the event, like, like, oh yeah, let's, let's go for dinner. Let's get everyone together. Let's go have... Oh, there's beer towels at this place. Let's go hang out there. Yeah, like, yeah. Sick. I'm not saying let's get hammered. Let's just let's go hang out. Like, weeks. I'm in Chile yeah. with all you guys. Come on, let's do it. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Surfing. All good. I respect you. But like, it didn't like, it didn't feel like as a kid, it didn't feel like I thought it would feel Yeah. when I eventually got there. And I came home and I was like, my sponsor was like, he had watched it and he understood what had happened both events. So he was like, fuck, you got screwed over in the last... Well, not screwed over, but you got unlucky. So he wasn't... Up, they weren't upset with me, but I was like, fuck, man. And then there was a few events in South Africa and I was like, right, I just don't want to do this. So I, I just started surfing like by myself down the coast in South Africa, in the South Coast. And um, so that Durban is a small place, bro. You know everybody bought a small community, small place. Went down the coast, like three or four weeks in a row, and there was these people who surfed, like this, like there's a beach called Treasure Beach, and, these, and there's a whole bunch of other people involved. They surfed every weekend, sometimes in the week as well, from sun up till like midday, didn't matter what the waves were like, 
loved it. Mm. If the waves were shit, they all hung out on the beach, made a fire, talked crap. Um, but the root of like the core reason why they were there was just surfing. And yeah. these are people that I never met. Bro. I've been bodyboarding in Durban for like, at that stage, like 15 years. Mm. And I'd never met these people. I'm like, holy shit. And then I just got introduced to this whole world of free surfing. Like, like nothing. It was just like, go as big as you want. Get the biggest bow you can. Who gives a shit if you don't make it out? Yeah. Obviously, the, you want to make it out. You want to be like, I almost said you want to be the best, but like, it wasn't about like all that other shit. For sure. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. There's this whole other world out there. And I was tripping because like, it's not like Instagram today where you can just go and research like free service. It was just different then. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, there's this whole new world. I spoke to my sponsors like, look, I just want to film videos now. I just want to do, I want to surf with these guys. This is like, I'm yeah. actually motivated to go surfing again. And then sponsors were not keen. They were like, look, oh, man. So, yeah. They were like, look, this is what you got to do. Da, da, da. And I was like, eh, oh. and while I'm at it, I also want to ride Mark Sports. And they were like, what? I'm like, look, bro, they're the best. Da, da, da. And then I'm like, I'm telling you, like, this is, this is what I want to do. Like, otherwise I don't want to, like, yeah. I don't want to bodyboard anymore. Cause it's not it, like, yeah, it's just not for you being the competitive scene. Yeah, and it was consuming me. And then my sponsor was like, look, man, okay, you can get the boards. Let's try the free surfing thing for a bit. Got the boards, and I was like, fuck, this is amazing. I started free surfing. And then there's a bit of conflict, like, like people couldn't get the boards I was riding. And it was like, it just it got a little bit too, like, political. Again, not my sponsor's fault, my own. And I was like, fuck, I don't need this yeah. I don't need it and I wasn't enjoying it I didn't know what I was doing and then literally in the middle of it all Mark phoned me out of the blue he's like hey bro um, I'll, I'll talk story about boards he's like look do you want to go for lunch I was like alright went for lunch he's like bro listen I could see your directions changing da 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 He's like, what do you want for bodyboarding? And I just kind of spilled him the whole thing. I'm like, this didn't do what I wanted to do. It's not anyone's fault. The tour is great. Everything's great. It's just not for me. I didn't, I felt like for, I didn't actually fit in. There was, I wasn't working towards anything. So it was weird. I was like in limbo. And then he's like, look, man, why, why don't you just, just walk away from it all? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, just let it go. Just let it go and see if it, the desire picks. And I was like, all right. Ah, fuck man my sponsors and he's like just do it bro I dropped every single sponsor I had some sponsors I worked for for years I literally had no one Mark made me a, a yellow black and orange board with no logos I rode that for like nine months I've never surfed as much and as well as I did in those nine months with no pressure no anything mm. well it's all pressure board on myself as well and then um Mark phoned me again. He goes, you want to go for lunch? Let's catch up. I said, cool, go for lunch. He goes, bro, why don't, why don't you take, why don't you capture all of this and start your own brand? I'm like, I can't sell my own brand, bro. And he's like, look, man, it doesn't even need to, it doesn't need to be a big thing. Just like, at least you're working towards, I know you're a driven person. Like, so I was like, fuck. And then he goes, who, who would you sell it to? I go, I don't care about any of the old, like, I just want to sell it to those people who, on the beach every day who love it like I don't care about the other stuff like I don't 
hate it. I respect the people who are doing it. But that's not where I wanted my to be. And he's like, well, then just go see if somebody wants one. Like, mm. So I went and I sold two boards to... I actually have one in my garage and the other one is on its way over. It says... Um, Michael Osler, Handshape Art, Mark Rousseau on it, the, these two boards. And I sold them. Where's it say it on the boards? On the rails. Oh, sick. I sold them and I took the money and I was like, fuck, this is pretty cool. It's like these, the stoke that these people got because I got to introduce them to Mark and make them a custom board, their own colors. I was like, that's amazing. And then I took the money that I made from the two and I bought four boards and I kept one sold three boards then I di um, with no logos or anything then I sold those three took that I bought five boards and then Mark's like look bro you're doing this pretty often now and why don't you like give it a name I was like I don't really care about that I just love like the process of finding people who want something more mm bringing them to you and then we sit together and we create what they want and then they leave with like a custom board it's amazing it's a crazy process man that's actually you can't really find that anywhere it's else it's beautiful it's yeah. beautiful it's so like um, it's just so like pure it is and um, yeah and then I went home to my unit and I was, I was living with a photographer at the time and I was like bro this, I'm actually going to do this thing it's like I actually spoke to another guy good friend of mine said so when I left my sponsor I said I'm leaving my sponsor and he was like don't fucking do it you stupid like you've worked hard and I left and made it a bit harder caused a bit of shit between us and told the photographer whose friend was over at the time I said I'm gonna just go out and do this thing I don't I'm gonna make my own board brand he goes what are you gonna call it I, go, oh, I don't know mm. like it's I, again I don't care I'm, it's the process that is my passion the For name sure. is nothing and Pumba, uh, Cracker's friend, he goes, you know, it's a sick name, bro. I go, well, he goes, handpicked. Like, you know, you handpicking people. I was like, cool, we're done. I didn't think about it. I was like, done, that's it. I messaged Mark, he's handpicked. Phone my friend Stu, who's a designer. I said, bro, I'm starting this board brand. He was so stoked. I go, I'll give you a board if you just give me a logo. He was like, yeah, fuck. He drew up a logo. He said he was just like working and scribbling and he did this logo, which is now the handpicked logo, and you can turn it upside down. And I was like, fuck, that's perfect. Made a stamp, gave it to Mark. I was like, let's do this thing, bro. Yeah. And four boards turned into eight, eight boards turned into 16, and that's how the brand started, and that's how, I don't even know where this conversation started, but that's where, like, that's why I think it's so special that we're here now, because it's literally eight years on, and it's stripped right back to yeah the sole reason it started wow. so there's no like like i said it was going to be a long story but no that was well well reached out to come <laughs> back to the end so there, that's man. why that's why it's so surreal that mark and i are finally here because it's it's a strange demographic that we're going for and, it's just, and we're not i've always said it we don't sell boards we sell we sell a process we sell you know the whole the whole ordeal is like from the minute you submit an or start building your board online and submit a quote we're in touch we're talking we're communicating it's personal mm. mark likes to do weird shit with the blanks like 
writes people's names on it and he gets like does all this weird shit because it's if someone said something he like sometimes puts it on the blank no one's ever going to see it it's just for him it's like a personal thing it's 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 that's so amazing yeah it's he's beautiful. got that touch with the boards he um <laughs> this is the lamest shit ever i have a board in the garage that if i took the deck off what's this like no this deck it's a gray one if i took the deck off um me and him sat down and wrote like the basically the reason why we do this really yeah i wrote it on a on a, on a thing and i said this is gonna be my best board ever Oh. and he made it for me and it's I was, yeah it's just sitting there yeah it's like so lame but it's it's no nah, um, but there's sentimental value there like and yeah and i want to give the, i want to be able to give that to people i want to be able to to like i want those people that are that got basically reignited the flame like um to feel it like and then and then just to go quickly sorry what was really cool was i started the handpick brand and, and then um i got we got um, Jake. I used to run a little event in South Africa, the K Rock event, and Jacob Romero flew out for a first international ride in South Africa wow. for like, and it was like the best trip of my life. Um, I say trip, I was at home, but it was just so amazing because Jacob's, um, Jacob was the same as was as me. He was like, he just l loved like bodyboarding and everything about it the travel the hanging with people the talking the having beers at night mm. the, the barbecue like he didn't and then he would go in the morning and surf better than anyone like oh, that's no. what i loved and i was like fuck it's amazing and he stayed with me and he like just inspired me and then me and becca my wife and i we went to hawaii and then it was just so beautiful because I stayed in maui with jacob and his family and um they just took us in and we were staying there and then jeff and dave flew over and it was like they got to look at my boards and I'm like, like Jeff and Dave are like holding this little shit concept that I had in South Africa. They're like now holding the physical product. Mm. And we went and surfed um, Honolulu Bay for like eight hours. If you go on the Hubboards thing, it's all over that, that one session. And um, no, we surfed, yeah, we surfed for so long. And it was like, I was like, this is the best ever because there was four of us and it was like we were we were on all different brands jeff's and dave are the owner of the one brand number six in the foam co with jacob and there it's in maui like mm. couldn't be anymore me with my little brand and we're just all there but we are together like surfing together playing nuts for each other like it was it was beautiful to be able to leave the tour and that competitive scene and like feeling unfulfilled doing this little venture and then going back and like and then obviously when I came to Australia and I did Namibia with Ben he was saw my boards and it was it was really cool because I think it resonated with them as well like that like me and Ben talk about it a lot actually that there's so much more to bodyboarding than what people think there's a whole another world out there mm. it's, it's, and it's beautiful it's it's amazing it's the hardest thing to get it back out to the public though because i've said this so many times before like we love this sport and we know the intricacies of it and, and the the depth in which it has man like it's, it's got so it's many layers to it. it's like it's a beautiful. fucking onion off, off, off um oh dude it's an onion off shrek you know when donkey's just peeling it back that's it yeah and there's layers to it and, and, and you got if you if you like are able to like highlight 
delay. Like, I sometimes take Becca on surf trips, like before kids. Yeah. And we'll do like, I don't know if I can say names on the coast here, but like you go surf this, a place down south, fuck, and um, it's like a beautiful morning, and we've slept in the, we've had a fire that night before in the car park, slept in the car, um, or in a swag on the beach somewhere, and she's asleep. I go and surf, come back, and she's waking up, and we cook breakfast, and there's like six of us and four of us, and you know you you're cooking on the on the fire all the cars are there like you're airing your like mattress out and talking about the surf the guys are going over footage and i'm like and i always say to becca like this is the part of bodyboarding that i love more than mm. anything yeah i know it's like the in the water is amazing you're hooting each other you you, you want to win like like you want to get the biggest wave you want to get the biggest ramp but you also like not bummed if your mate does it's amazing yeah, it's the sure. best thing ever and then you go in and you all hang out and like and i always say to becca this is what I want to capture. This moment, like the, the coffee after, the, the vans all doors open, airing them out because we've all slept in them. Like it's that is, so when people say where does your brand fit in, that is where I want it to fit in in those moments. Yeah. That's like when we launch here. Like even the clothing range is designed based on those moments. Those kind of like rugged camping beautiful yes. moments. I've, right? I've designed everything around that moment because mm. that for me is you cannot replicate it yeah I know. the smell of the fire you know like those twinkling in the skies of like a clear it's dark the best. sky i know it's, it's the best it's insane I know. and so, you can sit there for longer than you surf doesn't matter yeah for sure and even if the waves are average you still find a way to still have a good time like you'll go get a pie or a coffee with someone and you'll check here and then you'll have a yarn about this and if the waves are really average you might go to the pub or like whatever it is it's still a good time and if you break that down into like an eight hour day say you surf for four hours that's the four hours that like gets marketed and gets promoted and gets pushed as what bodyboarding is right because mm. you do any reverses and you get your photos or whatever what about the other four the other four that like we all live for like yes people capture that and that's what tensions and no friends did so well yeah. and obviously other movies i'm just using the biggest ones as an example but i grew up watching that other those other four hours mm. and i was fascinated with them as well because i was like this is the closest i'm ever going to come to team and it's beautiful yeah no it was the idea of team trips and stuff is amazing because it's all mutual but then there's like a job to do this is just this is just pure this yeah. is like Probably no one's getting paid either. It's just, everyone's just there. But they're doing it for the right reason. They're doing it's it for beautiful. the right reason. There's it's nothing beautiful. better. And if I can have a brand that offers that to the world, even if it, even if it's just that it never gets to as big as what I had dreamed it to be, that's okay. Like if yeah. I can do, if I can just get that right, I'm happy. It doesn't, the brand, it doesn't even need to be successful because that's where, why I started it. And I went off track for a little while and then COVID hit and we couldn't do boards and I made some business, bad business calls, but it made me like step back. I didn't bodyboard for three months, didn't touch a bodyboard. Um, and I just like... You were recovery. I, did, I didn't touch a bodyboard on purpose. Full recovery mode. Fully, I wanted to like feel it again. Yeah. I wanted to feel the like... In South Africa, we call it like chies. I wanted to feel that like... What is it? Chies. Chies. Like I wanted to 
feel that like core yeah and then yeah it just all it all the, like the cycle started again mm, the love and the passion and now that i'm here mark's here and we're sitting by a Couple. beautiful fresh batch of apex cores yeah it's and beautiful they're pretty sick eh? it's actually funny we used a lot of um objects around your shaping bay and shop at the moment to <laughs> house us in to have this conversation but man i just want to thank you so much for coming on the potty i um, hope i didn't bore you didn't fucking bore us at all man that was some serious boot issue right there and so many insights into you know as you just said a world that people don't really get to see a body point they mm -hmm. see the fast pace they see the heavy metal music or they see the drag stuff or they see the world tour stuff whatever it is they see that time in the water and they see a little bit of lifestyle mixed in but really you've made such a valid point here you're not doing it for the for just for the enjoyment itself of the of actual bodyboarding you're, you're doing it for the whole package you're doing it for the lifestyle the culture and that's what free surfing free bodyboarding free anything is about you're living your life through almost a religion itself and yep. you're obsessed with it yeah obsession yeah that's it if i can see it. you brought the obsession to potty man so thank you so much for coming <laughs> on appreciate it man love you man thanks right. for having me you catch you guys right done Beautiful, Michael. I need a piece so bad. I don't even know what we're talking about.